I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck as foils attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there, it's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasts, and welcome to an all-new Nerd Alert. And boy, are we going to earn that title today. We are going to spend, I'm guessing, 60 to 90 minutes discussing a two-minute trailer. Sorry, two-minute and five-second trailer, um, because that's what Ghostbuster nerds do. And that's what we're doing today. You know what we're doing, because you already clicked on it, and the, the title's in the description. So you know what you're getting into. But in case you're weird and just blind click on episodes. Today, myself and a very, very special guest host. Uh, he is our head honcho for all things Halloween, our senior specialist on all things Scream. He is our... I didn't come up with one for today. Hold on. Our grand... Um, Governor of all things Ghostbusters. I'll workshop it. <laughs> that, that works. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Grit. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Glad to be here. The man, the myth, the legend. The man That's who's insane. forgotten more about prop building than I'll ever know. <laughs> Good times. That's, I like that. That's fun. So, yeah, we are, uh, if you don't know, because we're really chill about it, and we really kind of keep it on the down low. But we're kind of big fans of Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. Again, we're very chill about it. We don't advertise it. Right. Uh, and in case you're living under a rock, hey, there's an all-new Ghostbusters movie coming out next year. Uh, as of the time of this recording, it's scheduled to hit theaters March 29th, 2024, after getting bought back from this year. Uh, which is a whole different thing. It was never going to come out this year. But anyway, <laughs> there's that cold that won't go away. Sorry, folks. Also, the big news. Last week, uh, actually about a week ago today, we got our first glimpse at what this movie is going to look like. And not only that, we actually got an official title. So we can stop calling it the Untitled Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. Or Ghostbusters Firehouse, which we were told was not the actual title, but they announced what the working title of the film was, which is weird because normally you keep that a secret so people don't know what you're shooting. Like, mm. you know, Afterlife was called Rust City, so people wouldn't know it was a Ghostbusters movie. You know, famously, uh, uh, Star Wars, what was it? Return of the uh, Jedi was shot under the title Blue Harvest, so people wouldn't know it was a Star Wars movie. So it's a little weird that they announced what their shooting title was before they started shooting. But anyway. 
we can now officially call it Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. And before we get into the meat and potatoes, great way to think of that title. I don't like it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I mean, I don't hate it, but it's like, it just feels very, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel very cinematic, I guess. Frozen Empire. I mean, you know, it's fine. I don't, I don't love it. I wish that not, they would have. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not crazy about it. And mostly because putting the word frozen in anything post Elsa and letting it go and frozen just seems like mm. a bad idea. Mm-hmm. That and it, it doesn't sound very supernatural. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, we've only had two Ghostbusters movies with subtitles, technically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we retconned the 2016 one to be called Ghostbusters Answer the Call. Mm-hmm. But that that fits with Ghostbusters, the whole who you going to call thing. Okay. And then Ghostbusters Afterlife obviously had some pretty big uh, resonance with the, the that movie and what it was about. <laughs> so, yeah, Frozen Empire feels a little... It feels lazy. Yeah. Like, even the cartoon episodes got a little more creative some of their titles yeah and the granted you get stuff like the collect call of cthulhu which is okay haha <laughs> right yeah there were definitely some better titles in the cartoon but <clears throat> you know that's fine i can overlook that i don't love it i don't hate it it's fine I, again I wish we, they did. yeah, yeah we, we can stop calling it untitled ghostbusters afterlife sequel now so yeah actually i think i like firehouse better than frozen empire but you know, that was whatever. a good working title. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I get it. It's it's fine. But... We'll move on then. So, Grit, in general, because we're going to go through this and nitpick and be that because we're those nerds. But before we get to that, in general, what did you think of the trailer? When you watched it for the first time and it ended, how did you feel? I was excited. I was super excited because, you know, we had to have Afterlife to get past the death of Harold Ramis and Egon. You know what I mean? We had to deal with that. And I feel like Harold and Egon as a character deserved a whole movie to deal with that and move past that. But this is a Ghostbusters movie. You know what I mean? Like, this is, we're in New York. You know, they got the Ecto flying around, uh, pulling Yui's, you know, everybody's got a pack on. It's like, you know, we're in the firehouse. There's a containment unit. Like, we're back in Ghostbusters. And, And so that is pretty friggin' awesome so in general by the end of it like i was really excited now i don't honestly i don't love the frozen thing with ice and cold because i don't like being cold (laughs) like i'm the kind of person that like i can watch something that's in the snow and i'm like like man that looks cold this is un- uncomfortable like i could not watch the revenant because it's like dude that looks too cold i don't want to be there but um but no i i like the explanation that they give uh, you know the cold chill of death like i'm cool with that um yeah but uh yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see <coughs> yeah i'm with you it, it threw me um and you know we got the logo Mm-hmm. Before the trailer came out, and I was of the opinion I didn't think it was ice. Like I'm not no. sure. I think it's slime or something, but it just it, 
because it felt odd to be like, oh, it's frozen. Okay, right. It's, it doesn't. It feels feels weird. Um, so yeah, that threw me for a little bit of a loop. Um, and you know, I love the way the trailer is is laid out because the first almost half of the trailer looks like just some generic disaster movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it looks like the next thing from Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich, the guys that did you know, 2012, uh, and mm-hmm. and all those you know crappy disaster movies, Moonfall, and all that shit. It feels almost like that until Mm -hmm. you get to that awesome shot of the firehouse with the light on. The sign, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you get that, you know, that piano that like always gives me goosebumps. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, I, so I I enjoy that. I like that if you didn't know this was a Ghostbusters trailer going into, like, you know, when this starts playing in front of movies and people haven't seen it and they don't know what's coming, like they're not going to see it coming. That's kind of cool. I like that. I like when trailers kind of, uh, switch it up on you a little bit like that. I agree. Um, I, dig that. I dig that. And and like you said, it's it's one of those. There was a lot riding on this because it's like you said, Afterlife was was it was always going to be a different beast. Um, mm-hmm. There was so much stuff we had to sort of clear the deck of for a Ghostbusters franchise going forward. Not mm-hmm. just Harold, but the the fact that it's been thirty years since we'd seen any of these characters. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> as much as it pains me to say it, the franchise itself not as epically popular as it used to be. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, part of the reason Afterlife features younger characters is because we need the younger kids to get into this to keep it going. Mm-hmm. So if we give them a movie that you know where the main characters are on equal footing with them, of like there's that line uh, um, when Gruberson's showing them uh, showing Phoebe in, in podcast. Uh, YouTube clips from the first movie. Um, and they say, uh, he's like, you never heard of this? And they're like, this happened 25 years before we were born. <clears throat> like, as much as it pains me, because I'm an old man. Mm. There's a whole audience out there who's like, yeah, that movie came out before I was even born. It's it's an almost 40-year-old movie. So, like, <clears throat> we had to clear the deck and, and, and deal with the fallout of losing Harold and the 30-year gap between movies and what's been happening since then and what's the status quo for the Ghostbusters going forward and <clears throat> find a way to get new audiences into it while at the same time bringing back in all your standby audiences, you know, giving us all those member berries. <coughs> Pardon me. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, it, it it had a lot of plates to juggle, you know, had mm-hmm. a lot of things to... So now that that movie's... I don't want to say out of the way. Like now that we've got that done, but like mm-hmm. now that we've handled that and handled it very well, and we've addressed that, and like the whole community feels kind of a sigh of relief of okay, we've we've kind of worked through our grief a little bit here. <clears throat> like you said, this movie has an open slate. Uh, at the end of Afterlife, um, uh, Ernie Hudson uh, Winston's talking about taking the Ecto back and getting it all fixed up, and we see him pulling it into the firehouse and. There's like that kind of assumption of, okay, we can keep this going now. And I love the fact that it at least appears to be from this trailer that we're not doing another Ghostbusters going into business movie. Mm. It, it legitimately appears as if the Ghostbusters are already up and running when this movie starts. And I hope that's true because... Every freaking Ghostbusters movie, except for Afterlife, 
is a Ghostbusters going into or going back into business movie. Mm -hmm. And for all the fans who bitched about Afterlife not being original enough or not having enough new content, like at the very least, hey, it's not a we're starting up a business movie. Uh, and, and the fact that, again, with, from and this is just based on the two-minute trailer and my conjecture, but <clears throat> we see the firehouse, sign's already there, it appears to already have been restored from the last time we saw it. The Ecto was certainly already restored. So I don't know how much of a time gap is supposed to take place within the world of the movie, between Afterlife and this movie. Um, but I feel like in that time frame, the business is back and running. The firehouse is back and running. The Ecto is all cleaned up and ready to go again. <coughs> I don't think we're going to start the movie with the Ghostbusters being out of business again. That makes yeah. me excited. Yeah, I, I agree. It'll be interesting to see how they cover that. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that they don't have to go into a whole lot of detail, but, you know, to to kind of give us a little bit of a synopsis a little brief history of what's happened between then and now but uh yeah i i think i think you're right it's you know i think we're we're good to go um once this one gets going which yeah you're right it's exciting because there's no reason to rehash that you know it's like showing batman's origin story again it's like we yeah. know we know what we happened. know you know we don't need to see his parents dying on the you know again so yeah i uh i think there's no reason to rehash that so that's which I think is cool, you know, and obviously we got these characters back and uh, you know, we got everybody from Afterlife back. We got uh, you know, all the kids and Paul Rudd and, you know, so that's it's cool. It's going to be interesting to see what they've been up to, along with, of course, new characters, <laughs> both good and evil, I suppose. Yeah, I yeah, we got we've got a, a stat cast, man. Yeah. <laughs> So you've got the the surviving OGs, which we we see Ernie and Bill in flat suits. Um, mm -hmm. We know Uncle Danny's back. Uh, we don't see him in a flight suit, but I can't imagine we do a Ghostbusters and not put Danny in a flight suit. Um, but yeah, you've got Podcast and Phoebe and um, Lucky and Trevor all coming back from the last movie and joining them, finally suiting up and throwing packs on. You've got uh, Gruberson, Paul Rudd, and um, Callie, played by Terry Coon. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, um, they were in the last movie, but they didn't get to be Ghostbusters. Like now, we actually get to see like Paul Rudd really be a Ghostbuster. Yeah, which I'm here for. Totally love Paul Rudd. We've got at least one new mystery character that we'll get into later, but he he appears to be some form of employee of the Ghostbusters company. Mm -hmm. um so we've, we've got like like 10 ghostbusters in this movie uh, right and i'm down for that yeah uh but yeah you brought up so the, the other big takeaway from the trailer um before we start just going through you know shot by shot we have a whole new threat for the ghostbusters to face um again presumptuously because we've only seen two minutes of the trailer uh i do not believe this is gozer Again, Lord, I hope not. Or uh, any form of uh, uh, Shandorian cult. No. Um, gonna go on a limb and say it's not Vigo. No, Vigo. He couldn't plug in his bait. So, from the two shots we get of our new mystery enemy, how do you feel about that? 
Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, definitely. I'm, and and I don't. I think we're done with Gozer. Uh, and I'm totally, I'm down for that. It was fine. It was good. But I mean, we've seen Gozer. If you play the video game, we've seen Gozer three times now. And you know, there's all the lore and this and that. And it's like, okay, we're done. We got to be done. Um, yeah, I am thoroughly excited about this new thing, whatever it may be. Um. Because we we get really two shots of it in this trailer. We get like the little part where it's you see like the back of its head and it's like plugging the horns into its head, which is freaking intense. Um, and then of course there's the kind of blurry shot at the end where it's it looks like it's coming through the firehouse doors. I could be wrong about that, but um, yeah, it's coming through mist. You see the glowy eyes and it appears to be floating, or it's yeah, really tall. And it seems to be giant, which I love, man. Like, I don't know. And maybe it does go back to Ghostbusters. Who knows? But I love giant stuff. Like, giant bad things. Like, King Kong, freaking Godzilla. Even the second Independence Day, I was here for it because of the giant alien at the end in the desert. Uh, Attack on Titan. Like, I totally watched that show because I was promised there were giants that eat people. And I'm like, sign me up. Hell yeah. It's a great show. So definitely check it out. But, um, you know, anything over, like, 12 foot tall, I'm excited about. So it seems to me that this thing is at least has some sort of large presentation at some point. But which, you know, giant things is a staple for Ghostbusters. We got the yeah. Stay Puft. We got uh, quite a, quite a precedent. Yeah, we got Statue of Liberty. Even in Answer the Call, Rowan was giant. Uh, so... Well, it's cool. Yeah. So the shot you're talking about towards it in the trailer, or, or again, you see the glowy eyes. And it, it, it's either floating or it's really tall. Uh, and in the foreground, you just see the icicles. If you took that shot out of this trailer and showed it to me, you'd be like, okay, what movie do you think this is from? I'd be like, uh, the next Conjuring spinoff? I don't know. Mm. Like, it looks like a shot from a horror movie. Yeah. And I mean that in the best way possible. Absolutely. Uh, because in every Ghostbusters movie, there's at least one scene where things get really intense, kind of out mm-hmm. of left field, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ghostbusters 2 in the subway. Um, Ghostbusters 1, for me, was the, the the librarian ghost where she, you know, turns and, you know, hulks out on you. That mm-hmm. scared the crap out of me as a kid. Um <coughs> The terror dogs is, is is much as we can kind of play them up as comic relief. Like when they're in front of you and they're growling, like yeah, they're terrifying. Oh, I scared the hell of me when I was a kid. Like whenever yeah. they're busting out of the gargoyles and then they, it's at the door when it pulls Dana in. Yeah, all of my favorite things when I was a kid scared the crap out of me, and Ghostbusters <laughs> was no exception. So, uh, and the second one when Ray turned into Vigo, like that shit. Yeah, that, that used to scare the out of me. So, yeah. See, the the fact that we seem to be building up a new villain, not as like comedic relief, like that was one of my big issues with with um, Rowan in Answer the Call is he 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 never really felt like a threat. Mm-hmm. He was like he's the comedy relief kind of villain. Um, mm. <clears throat> I like the threats to Ghostbusters when there's a, at least a a tinge of oh they might not win this. Mm-hmm. Oh, they they may be out of their depth on this one. Um, it's treated like it's a big scary monster, 
and there's the the shot when um the voiceover is is danny describing what the death chill is and we see uh lucky's character kind of frozen in motion and we literally watch like the moisture on her eyebrows start to freeze over on her eyeball i'm like again if i just saw that shot out of context i would have thought it was from a horror movie yeah so i like that we're getting a threat that feels like a threat and and some stuff you know they're not afraid to dip a toe because that's the thing i love about ghostbusters is is yeah it's a comedy (laughs) you know everyone classifies it as a comedy but there's just as much horror especially in the first ghostbusters they toned Mm -hmm. it back a little bit on the second movie because they knew kids were watching but there's just as many elements of a horror movie as there is are a comedy it'll make you laugh but it mm. makes you laugh because it builds that tension up of like, mm, you know, uh, in, in, and I like that we're getting back to that because Afterlife, as much as I enjoyed it, there weren't really many moments of like sheer horror. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that there weren't some creepy imagery and whatnot, but like, I like that we're getting back to that. Um, yes. And I like that it gives the vibe of, because this has been all over the internet, of basically an extended episode of the cartoon of real mm-hmm. ghostbusters if that's the template for ghostbusters going forward i am all on board like i am in for that mm-hmm. like yeah. if every movie <coughs> is just going to be new case new threat new obstacle to overcome and you know we're going to swap cast out as need be and, and whatnot cool i'm here for that like that's a great template to follow yeah, I agree. I feel I feel the exact same way. I don't. I wonder how long the legacy actors or you know characters are going to last if we if we make them a little bit more episodic. But uh, yeah, I mean, give me a Ghostbusters movie every two years with a different villain and make them good and keep them coming. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. with with this creative team, obviously this is a new director. I don't know his name, but uh, you know, Gil Cannon. There you yeah, go. but. He was James. the co-writer on the last one, so not totally new to Ghostbusters. Yeah, and you know the the, the right Jason Reitman's not going to be far away. You know what I mean? He's not, he might not be directing this one, but he's he's not going to just turn his back no, on Ghostbusters. He's, he's co-writing and producing, so his his yeah. his finger, fingerprints are still on it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know if if any if there's anything we can say about Jason Reitman is he definitely has a respect and a love for the you know for the for the franchise, and as he mm-hmm. you know of course he does. It's, it, you know his dad was. Ivan Reitman, for those who might not know, who directed the first two movies. So there you go. Jason Reitman, the original Ghostbusters fan. Yeah, that's right. The very first one before any he, of the other ones were. He gets to claim first because he knew what it was before any of the rest of the world knew it existed. Yeah, he knew stuff we didn't know. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I'd be totally fine with that. And and uh, I, I think that'd be awesome. And there's so many different things you can explore, and and I'll be interested to see where the franchise goes. But I'm very excited. Based on this trailer, I think we're going in a great direction, a very exciting direction. All righty. So, are you ready to get fanboy nitpicky? Let's do it, man. This here we go. Live for. So, uh, there's a shot in the trailer. Uh, when they're talking about uh, for the first time in history, someone froze to death in New York in the middle of July. 
And the shot we get is a dude standing there frozen, surrounded by, you know, icicles sticking up from the floor. Now, in passing, you just go, oh, okay, it's the guy that got frozen to death. But if you stop and look at that scene, based on his clothing and the stuff in the background and the person standing in front of him, this does not appear to be modern day. Mm. So he's got an eye patch. He's wearing, I'm going to call it turn of the century style clothing. Um, people have said the guy in the foreground looks like he's an old timey firefighter, but I don't, I think he's just wearing a hat. Um, that'd be cool if he was. A firehouse <laughs> deal. How long has Hook and exactly, Ladder been there? Right? Know. That, uh, say what? How long has Hook and Ladder been there? Maybe it's an old timey firefighter. It was built in 1912, I believe. Okay, turn of the century. So it tracks. It's entirely possible that this this new threat is somehow tied into the actual firehouse itself. That'd be cool. Alright, I'm looking uh, at this right here. I see. I don't think that's a fireman's helmet. Yeah, I think it's just a hat. I think it is just a hat. There's another person in the background. Also looks frozen. Uh, yeah, I didn't see this or guy. The eye patch, they could just be moving slowly. Yeah, that could be it. But uh, yeah, it just looks like an old Tommy like cowboy hat or something. I don't know. I can't tell. But um, yeah, could be interesting. Somebody Something I did I... see somebody was like that could be Evo Shandor, which circling back around. I hope it's not. I hope we don't mention Gozer or Shandor in this entire movie. Which yeah, was no, fine. we I think... was good, but I'm I'm just hoping we're done. I think we're done with that because uh, the the next time written on the wall in the temple in Somerville of when when Gozer could get back was like 2183. So no, oh, cool. no, it's not. Shut up. Nice. Let's just be done with it. <laughs> she got trapped anyway. Yeah. But it, She's gotten her butt kicked by the Ghostbusters twice. Let's just call it a draw, okay? I love it. But, um, uh, but yeah, yeah, it could be some flashback action or some time travel action with this one. Who knows? Part of me wonders maybe is this the prologue of, of setting up the threat? Uh, and, and Or, um, again, based on what we've seen from the trailer. Um, so, okay, I'm going to get nerdy because this is what I love to do with trailers is, is I love to... Because you get a bunch of random shots out of context uh, mm-hmm. that may or may not have anything to do with each other or may or may not have anything to do with what the person who was currently talking during the trailer is even talking about. Because that's mm-hmm. how trailers work. They're made by the advertising department. The, the director didn't cut this trailer. Okay, This was put together by the advertising department to sell the movie. Right. <laughs> so I love going through and seeing if I can track... <clears throat> Not necessarily when something happens, but track like, oh, this connects to that because this, and then this has to come before that because this. So like, okay. So we get a shot. Um, our voiceover. We see Ray and Podcast and Phoebe and Patton Oswalt, whose character name I don't know, talking. And that's when we get the whole like explanation of of what the uh, the death chill is. And the voiceover about somebody freezing to death in New York in the middle of July is Pat Oswald's voice. Then there's a shot of a stone lion taking a swipe at somebody, which is mm-hmm. absolutely the stone lions outside of the New York Public Library. Yep. And in the foreground, you see someone's arm and shoulder, but they're wearing a dark blue denim shirt. As we see Uncle Danny wearing in the shots we see him in in this movie. He's wearing that dark blue denim shirt, which everyone's at. You know, it's, I don't think it's the exact same shirt, but it's the same style of shirt that he's wearing in the Firehouse and Ghostbusters 1. 
um, so based on that and where they are and in the background around them when they're talking, it looks like an exposition dump scene of, of kind of explaining what's going on. Um, but surrounding them in the background are tons of books, but they're in really nice ornate wood shelving with glass cases. So I don't think it's Razor Cult books because I don't think Razor Cult's books is that well organized. Hmm. Uh, and then there's a shot later on where we see those same characters getting into what I believe is an elevator as Patton Oswald shuts the like cage door of the elevator. <coughs> so my fan theory for right now is something happens. Our, our group, our, our heroes are going to get split up. Uh, they're gonna, Whether it's intentional or not, they're all going to be following different threads of this investigation. And we're going to see Ray podcast and, and uh, Phoebe going to visit the New York Public Library. Maybe Ray's got a connection there because he's Ray. Maybe Pat Oswalt, you know, frequents Ray's occult books and he owes Ray a favor or something. But I think we're seeing Pat Oswalt's character who works at the library taking them to, like, the rare books section of the library where it's, you know, under lock and key and whatnot. But Ray knows a guy that knows a guy so we can get us in um, to give us that big expo dump. And I'm curious if that shot of the the frozen guy is just to illustrate while he's narrating, you know, giving us exposition about this, or is that maybe like, is that how the movie opens is with a prologue Mm. in say 1912 or whatever. um, And we just see the, what happened to this threat last time it was unleashed. (coughs) Kind of like the Thor movies always have a flashback of like thousands of years ago, there was this big threat, but it's okay. Odin took care of it. But did he? And then, you know, it comes back to be the threat Thor has to deal with that movie. So something along those lines of, you know, it's okay because we trapped it in this jar, but will it be safe forever? You know, that kind of thing. Thousands of years ago. <laughs> well, I can see a reference like that. That's exactly what it's going to sound like. Yeah. It's going to be the yeah. ghost of chicken, chicken ghost robot of Christmas past. From the future. From the future. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. But what what I don't understand is is we have that juxtaposition. I I feel like it's going to be coming from somewhere else. So whenever we see the old Tommy dude, uh-huh. because we see the old Tommy dude, which we're just assuming. But if you look at the shot, I mean, clearly it's dated, right? So there's no question that it's another time at least. Uh-huh. But when you know he says uh, never in New York history, so he specifically says New York. So I feel like if we see this threat coming from somewhere else, coming from before, I feel like it's going to be coming from somewhere else. Okay. And, uh, like physically different location. Yeah, because they okay. say, or I read somewhere, I don't remember where I heard this, but it's something about an artifact. Like it's an, an artifact yeah. unleashes this. So I'm thinking maybe the artifact comes from who knows where, rolls into town, and it all starts to get chilly up in here. So, yeah, so along with the trailer, we did get a plot synopsis from the studio, which will help shed some light on some of the stuff, I think. Um, In Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, the Spengler family returns to where it all started, the iconic New York City firehouse, to team up with the original Ghostbusters, who developed a top-secret research lab to take busting ghosts to the next level. But when the discovery of an ancient artifact unleashes an evil uh, unleashes an evil force, 
the Ghostbusters, new and old, must join forces to protect their home and save the world from a second ice age. So clearly the threat is Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze. No question. Mm -hmm. No question. They try to keep it under wraps. Arnold's been like, I'm not in the Ghostbusters movie. Why would I do that? No, that's weird. (laughs) I've never met Ivan Reitman. I never made the movie with him. He's he's given Andrew Garfield a run for his money as far as secrecy and uh, denial. Also... Spoiler, you heard it here first, kids. Uh his his left his right hand man, his evil minion for the whole movie, Danny DeVito. I'm just being incredible. It's I twins. Would watch it's that versus show. twins, it's what it is. That's right. It's a little Ivan Reitman uh sort of brings it right on back around. He did twins, right? He sure did. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's an homage. That's what it is. Yeah, the, the story goes, apparently Arnold uh, saw Ivan Reitman at a party and cornered him and was like, you did Ghostbusters. And he's like, yes, yes, I did. He's like, I could be a Ghostbuster. And Ivan's like, yeah, sure you could, Arnold. Uh-huh, like intimidated by him. And then realized later what he meant was Arnold was saying like, hey, I can be funny. Put me in a comedy. And that's what led to Twins and uh, Junior. We're both from Ivan Reitman. That's a true story. Jesus, make that up. That is the story as I heard it on some behind the scenes special thing. So that's fair. I'll take it. Yeah, that's the the Arnold. Arnold uh, was asking Ivan Reitman to do a comedy because Arnold learned to show that he was more than just muscles and he could be funny too. Uh, but it came out as I could be a Ghostbuster. That's funny. Well, so they did twins, junior, and kindergarten cops. So like they had they they did was a lot kindergarten of cop Ivan Reitman too. Yeah, I didn't realize Shit, it until okay. I watched it not long ago. Yeah. Well, there I you mean, go. There we go. Yeah, Arnold and Ivan. Now they're doing a big. Who was your daddy, and what does he do? Classic. Um. But anyway, so yeah, sorry. <laughs> I love it. That was that was quality stuff. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the artifact is. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm just curious if, because uh, again, we see what we're assuming is the big bad. We see the back of something's head inserting a horn into its head, and I'm curious if maybe the horn is the artifact. Ooh, that would be a thing. This is them like coming all together. Maybe mm, I like that. I can like, with that. And this is me, and I'm predisposed to this. But like, okay, you know the Vikings. Yeah. They lived in cold areas, you know, and they they believed in frost giants and in they had lots of, you know, horns they would use to like sound people to battle and whatnot. Mm. So maybe there's some Norse mythology, you know, it's some kind of, you know, it's um Laufey, the king of the frost giants or something. This is purely me conjecturing. There's nothing in the trailer to support this. This is just me being me. Because, you know, the Ghostbusters, the, again, the cartoon show mined all kinds of stuff for, for villains and for episodes. And, you know, mm-hmm. so, go, you know, we've already dipped into Sumerian mythology. Um, it wouldn't be too much of a stretch to dip into, you know, mythology of other other religions and whatnot. You know, it wouldn't be out of the realm of Ghostbusters to get into that. But, <laughs> again, me, purely just conjecture. Uh, so... Uh, going through the trailer. So, how awesome is it just to see Dan Aykroyd just giving us an exposition dump? It's quality stuff. I'm I'm here for it. And I can listen know. to him read the phone book, man. Yeah, <laughs> he's got to put his own little Danny uh, uh, flavor on it. But 
Yeah, you you can just tell that Dan Aykroyd loves this. He's passionate about Ghostbusters, and there's just no question. And he's and it's it's pretty cool. Again, me being a fan of reading too far into it, but he's he's got such a sense of like dread while he's talking about this. Like, oh god, it's this. Like, like he 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 kind of knows what it is, and he's like, he can't believe it's really coming true. Uh, I like that. Again, like we're building up the threat. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Hey, we got one shot of Bill Murray in this movie. We did. And by that, I mean trailer. But and uh, did, no, did it make the trailer for you? Did it make it for me? It got, yeah. you know, I, I feel like Bill's finally coming back around, coming around a little bit. I think he was such a huge naysayer and he was, he stood in the way of Ghostbusters sequels for years. And, uh, it, you know, based upon what we've seen so far, which was a brief, bit in afterlife you know he probably could have shot that in an afternoon or whatever you know but um it, it seems to me like he's showing a little bit more respect and, and kind of love for the for the thing he's he's here he's doing it you know and yeah maybe he really had a good time with afterlife yeah um so. who knows but it, yeah it's exciting to see him there and um I love that. I love what they did with Winston in Afterlife. They kind of made him. They gave Winston some, you know, some of the respects he should have had the whole time. But uh, you know, he's fat loaded. He's got, you know, whatever his business is. I, I don't. He's, think, he's the Tony Stark of the Ghostbusters now. Yeah, and he's running things. He's paying for the firehouse to get back. He's, you know, I just I think that's cool. So I'm excited to see how Winston's role kind of grows and if anybody's played the spirits unleashed game they kind of get an idea yeah about what they're doing with <laughs> too so we also That's... see winston suited up with a proton pack on yeah with a so, new proton pack on yeah the ogs are not just there to sit around and give exposition and cash in their cameo checks like yeah. boston ghosts yeah exciting times so let's talk about these new packs bud Oof. So, first of all, um, I hate them. Let me tell you why. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I don't hate them. So, when I'm watching this trailer for the first time, you know, I wash it and let the whole thing kind of wash over me. And then I did the nerd thing, which is I wash it and, I, you know, pause it every two seconds. Like, what's what's that? What's, what's okay. We go, no, what, what's, what's that? What's that? Oh, is that that thing? Is that... So, when I'm doing that for the first time, the shot we get of is it's Ernie... Ecto's behind him. He's clearly in the firehouse. He's looking towards camera. <coughs> he's got a pack on. I'm like, oh, sweet. He's got a pack. Wait a minute. <laughs> on the side of the pack, I see black and white caution striping. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because the first thing that popped into my head is, are we going full of real Ghostbusters? Did we mount a trap on the side of the pack? I thought that too. Yeah, No, they did not. Exact same thing. Nope, that's not what they did. And for that reason, I hate these new packs because I thought we were going real Ghostbusters with it. Yep. But no, we just I'd... put some caution striping on the side of the pack. Well, so what they did is they took the, uh, but I thought that exact same thing. I forgot that I had thought that because I've looked at it so many times <laughs> since. But since you said that, yes, I was like, is that a trap on that dude's, uh, on the power cell side? So what they did is they took the ridges that were on the power cell, which were straight up and down. And they put them at a slant, and they put yellow in between. So the 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 black lines are are raised, and then you know the the recessed lines are now yellow. So it's a diagonal, but there's it's 
it's one of those things that I don't understand why they felt like that was necessary. I don't know if it's like, to me, that seems like it's going to be tough to explain in universe. Not that they have to explain every change that they make, but it's just kind of like y'all are changing crap just because the prop designer wanted to put his own little spin on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause all you're doing is slanting the ridges and making the inside part yellow. That doesn't, you know, right. As far as functionality, it just doesn't make sense, but and we've, we've seen a few other changes to the pack that appear to be mostly cosmetic. Um, yeah. Do you want to go ahead and talk about Cyclophong? I yeah. The other two <laughs> changes, like the power cell, doesn't bother me. Like that's fine. It doesn't make sense, but I don't dislike the way it looks. It looks fine. Yeah. So now we have a yellow bumper with, uh, uh you know, I you kind I guess you kind of gotta be familiar with the packs at least a little bit to follow along with what we're saying here but you know you got the bumper that goes around the cyclotron which is the round part at the bottom of the proton pack you know get real basic here and then now there's there's an arm that comes down from the center and it's not straight down it kind of goes diagonally slightly off from the end filter which is the circle which is the pringles can at the bottom of the pack but um yeah and and i don't I don't like it. it. It's it's asymmetrical, which irritates me. <laughs> like I don't like that. Uh, I don't. I'm, maybe they'll come up with a reason for it. Maybe the cyclotron does have to sit inside of it and keeps it steady or something. I don't know. I just don't think it. I think it looks kind of goofy. Um, and I don't mind the yellow bumper either. Like I, I kind of, I like. I did a pack once with a with an aluminum bumper so it kind of had that uh contrast there between the dark pack and i I thought that looked pretty cool i saw somebody else did that on gp fans years ago but anyway yellow bumper's fine bumper cyclo thong i don't like it (laughs) i agree the the asymmetrical the 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 fact that it's not symmetrical it's a little weird sorry um I don't mind putting more color onto a pack because, and this is part of the, you know, the thing that, that, that as much as I love, I love the proton pack, it's a lot of black on black on black on black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which as a prop builder, I love because it means if it gets messed up, just paint it black and no one will see it. <clears throat> but uh, for a movie prop, I can see wanting to put some more color into it. And they're, they're not going too outside of, of the realm of what, you know, it's still, it's, it's still clearly a proton pack. We haven't, you mm-hmm. know, redesigned them to be like, you know, the ice, uh, the Apple Store version of a proton pack. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, like we were afraid they were going to for years. Yeah. Um, the other big change, which you don't see in the trailer, but we've seen from stuff behind the scenes, is they've angled the ion arm so it wraps around the pack instead of just jutting directly straight out from the pack. But I don't like that either. How has it taken us 30 years to figure out to just turn the eye on arm? I mean, logically, <laughs> it makes all kinds of sense because anybody who's worn a proton pack, especially if you worn it at a crowded convention, you know that ion arms can catch and knock and get, you know, they're, yep. they're hazardous and they're uh, problematic, but I freaking love it. Uh, there's something that I love. <laughs> 
about the way that it, it it extends out beyond it's the furthest part sticking out of the pack it's got the ion rod which is just some kind of an antenna or some such that shoots that sticks straight down and uh there's not much explanation for it and they in this movie they did the logical thing which is to fold it over sideways and so that it's less jutty out from the pack so i get why they did it uh, especially for you know something on set where I'm sure the Iron Arm gets hung up on all kinds of things, so it makes sense. But I don't like it because I do because I like the Ion Arm. If I was indifferent about the Ion Arm, I probably wouldn't care. But I like it the way that it is because of I don't know. I just there's a depth or something. I don't freaking know. I do like it, but sure, uh, yeah. Look, I told you guys we were going to get nerdy, okay? We're nitpicking the new parts on the Proton Pack. (coughs) We're there. That's what we do. I appreciate that we didn't completely, from the ground up, redesign the Proton Pack. That we're just adding additions and changes, uh, and again, mostly cosmetics, to the Mm. existing pack. You know, we're going to try to reinvent it. I do appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. and then the gun has some, uh, the proton gun or neutrino on, whatever you want to call it, <clears throat> has some some new bits and bobs on it. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of like the new muzzle. Uh, yeah, it, it has a little, and, and, and it's a it's a thin line because, and this is the thing you always have with Ghostbusters: the Ghostbusters are not the military. The right. proton pack is not a weapon. Uh, right. And there's a lot of people who want to tie those two together and, and you know, make proton bombs and a belt-fed proton gun. And, and, you know, it's like, that's not what Ghostbusters do. We don't kill mm-hmm. ghosts. That's not how this works. Uh, right. it's, it's a thrower. It's a, it's a wand. It's not a gun. <clears throat> so on the one hand, the fact that the new muzzle looks like the shroud of like a, an air-cooled machine gun is a little bit towards that, like making it more of a weapon, making it more militaristic. But at the same time, it looks really cool, and I like it. And that's it all I got. Cool. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what it looks like to me is um, there was the mod wand that came out with Afterlife. There was mm-hmm. the toy gun that was. Uh, it was actually a cool little thing, but. Um, mm-hmm. It had a little bit that you could put on the front that was not canon at that time, but it it looks very similar to that, um, which is fine. And and I don't I don't mind that um, that doesn't bother me a whole lot. Um, I think it's kind of cool. It's probably easier to find than a freaking glass acrylic tube that I can't seem to track down for some stupid reason. Let me tell you how easy it is to find. <clears throat> it's already on Etsy. Yeah. <clears throat> If you've got a Spangler wand for 18 bucks, you can get you a 3D printed uh, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire proton gun muzzle cover thing that slides on right over your existing barrel. So, yeah, I'm getting one. Very nice. (laughs) That might be the only thing from from this movie I add to my pack. But I also like that it's removable. Yeah. So I don't have to leave it on my gun. You don't have to commit to it for forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I can ever find the file for cheap enough, I might print one out for funsies, but uh, I doubt I'll be making any 
strong purchases, but um, but yeah, I, I don't mind it. I think it's fine. I think it's cool. It kind of makes sense. What I don't like, well, there's two other parts, two other additions that I saw on the gun. One is a yellow block underneath the heat sink for some reason. It's just like yeah, it looks like a looks yellow plate. Yeah, and it kind of sticks out a little too far. Um, you know, so it's like okay, like why? I don't know. Maybe they needed to add new stuff on the inside and extend the. I don't freaking know. And then they're jacking with the grips again, and they did the same thing that Afterlife did, which was to put a gun grip on it. So the front grip on, I don't know if it's every pack or just one or two of them or what, it's an AK-47 grip that they've put on and then gaff taped over on the front barrel. And I'm like, I, but why? Because we had the shotgun pump yep. grip added to Egon's pack for the afterlife and now they're doing the i don't know i i, I don't I, I don't see any point in that like the grips are yeah, fine well, the way yeah what's well, wrong with the grips we already had legit. yeah like uh so i mean they had to get those at some point somehow like made specifically for those or i don't know i i don't see i don't see any reason to be putting gun parts on proton packs that's just me yeah uh although <clears throat> Just to counterpoint all that, we do get at least one shot of an OG unaltered proton pack. Did we? Where? Um, <clears throat> there's a shot at, hold on, let me tell you, a minute and 40 seconds in the trailer. Not that I'm looking at it right now, but maybe I am. <clears throat> uh, we see Trevor wearing a pack, rocking his YMCA logo t-shirt. Because um, all his shirts are from 20 years ago. Um, but his pack, as far as I can tell, iron arm is the same. The heat sink doesn't have the new stuff on it. Uh, the gun looks from again, from what I can see, so it looks to be an unaltered OG pack. I also can't quite tell where he is in the background. There's a ladder coming down from some kind of hatch. Maybe this is the Ghostbusters research station they were talking about. I don't mm. know. Yeah. Um, Maybe the you know the research station has some of the old gear and the firehouse has the new hotness. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but you said something earlier, and one thing that will upset me is if there's <coughs> absolutely no explanation for the changes to the pack. I'm not saying we have to spend precious screen time like I don't need a TED talk from from you know Ray and Winston about okay here's the changes we made to the proton pack, but like. A throwaway line about, oh, yeah, we had to make these things OSHA compliant or we had to, you know, tweak the design a bit for modern technology. Something. Give me this one throwaway sentence about we had to upgrade the packs because blah, 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 blah. I'll be happy. Uh, I feel that. Afterlife got a pass because it had been 30 years since we'd seen any of the gear. And to think that Egon and the guys wouldn't have tinkered with it over 30 years. I think was unreasonable. So all the changes we got to the gear for Afterlife, I was fine with because well, it's been 30 years since we've seen it. So mm -hmm. I expect it to be tweaked a bit. Uh, and, you know, new things added to it and whatnot. I'm okay with that. But it's only been a few years now, and the old Proton Packs seem to be kicking just fine in Afterlife. So why do we suddenly need to change them for this movie? Mm -hmm. Whatever. I don't need it. I don't need a, a super, you know, nerdy Star Trek thing where you spend an entire episode explaining one change. You know, why mm. do the Klingons have bumps on their heads in one Star Trek show and they don't in the other show? I don't need that level of an explanation. But 
something, especially if you're going to have both versions of the pack in one movie. Like at that point, I feel like, okay, you need to explain why they're different. Um, yeah. I also think that might be where we get our slime blower. Oh, really? If there's a research station, if that's where they are, because there's also a shot of Lucky uh, standing in. I, I can't really tell what it is, but the background looks very industrial. Uh, there's like mm-hmm. a red light going. A lot of people have said they think it's the basement with the containment unit, but I think it's the research station, um, especially because if you see where which groups of people seem to be paired off, <coughs> it's Lucky and um, uh, Trevor and the new blonde guy with the glasses are going to meet uh, Kumal Nanjiani, and then we see uh, uh, Finn with the pack, and then we see Lucky with a new pack, but she's in what looks like, again, I think might be the, the research station, and then we see new blonde guy with the glasses. It looks like he's outside wearing the, the, the red coat, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, so I feel like they are off on one end of like an adventure, trying to, to research what's going on, and then podcast and phoebe and ray gets shuffled off to another and maybe something happened to winston and ray and they're they're out of commission for you know you know half the movie you know, the, the middle section of the movie uh, until the end when we inevitably all come back together again because that's how movie structure works um but so if if there's a research station and if it's got the og packs maybe they brought a slime blower out there just because like maybe this maybe this research station just started as like a storage locker and this kind of grew from there like uh in, in the comic books they had that uh that warehouse they rented in new jersey <coughs> to do the really dangerous experiments in because you know <clears throat> if you're gonna it's rip crazy. a hole and yeah if you're gonna rip a hole in space and time do it in jersey now in the middle of new york yeah what better place <laughs> so something like that again this is all fan conjecture but uh that's my theory i think that might be where the slam blower comes in yeah, I'm curious about the slime blower, but uh, but yeah, I'm looking at this pack right here that you're talking about. Yeah, it's definitely the OG, so uh, doesn't have the updated power cell. And it's got the irregular iron arm, but yeah, it looks like. I mean, there's a ladder. It looks like there's ice hanging off of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it does look like it's some kind of a bunker. Like is what it kind of looks like to me, because yeah. there's a ladder going straight up into the ceiling, or maybe it's the roof. Hell, I don't know. It could be anything. That's the beauty it could of it. Be. All. Because we're um, just taking wild guesses. You know, based upon random shots just strung together. Um, but yeah, I was I'm curious to see what they do with this line blower. Uh I'm always happy to see some Ghostbusters 2 love. Hell yeah. Because uh, you know, people for a long time people felt their way about Ghostbusters 2. It was always one of my, you know, favorites because I was actually uh, I was born in 85, so I never did see the OG, you know, in theaters. And even yeah. if I was born a year before, it wouldn't have made any difference. So, you know, I saw the second one. I was in the in the mix, you know. I remember the Sundays from Hardee's, you know. So, like, Ghostbusters 2 always has a special place in my heart. Um, hey, man, I'll go one step further and say Ghostbusters 2 is my favorite. Really? Okay. Ghostbusters okay. 2 is the first movie I ever saw in a movie theater. Yeah, nice. I love that. And and I I, <laughs> I got into an argument with my mom because she would not let me bring my Kenner Proton Pack into the movie theater. Come on. To which I said, well, Mom, what happens if the ghosts come out of the movie screen? Someone's got to protect everybody, which I thought at age five, what a sound and logical argument. That's a fair point. 
it did not work. <laughs> but uh, the first time I ever got to see Ghostbusters uh, as a as a quote unquote grown up, <clears throat> where I got to bring my proton pack into a theater, I sent my mom a picture of the proton pack in the theater and said, "See, mom, Woo! they do let proton packs in movie theaters. The cool ones do, anyway." You told me they wouldn't let me take it in. Yeah. So, no, like I've always had uh, uh, more nostalgia over Ghostbusters 2. Because, again, just like you said, like I was I was four and a half, five the summer it came out. Yeah. I remember all that stuff, too. I remember the the, the Hardee's kids meal with the Ecto-1 topper and a little buzzer. Everybody choked on the batteries. I didn't, but some dumb kids did. But yeah. Yeah. Idiots did. Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize. (laughs) i was yeah i was almost i think i I was in my 20s before i saw ghostbusters one in the theater but i grew up watching ghostbuster two in the theater so like yeah it's 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 always had a nostalgic place for me i never got the hate for it so anything that brings back some love for ghostbusters two i'm all for it yeah so i was excited to see the slime blower and you know they didn't mention the second one much in Afterlife, but they didn't, you know, retcon it either. You know, Ray yeah. is still at Ray's occult books, which we didn't see, you know, until the second movie. So it's like, yep, you know, they they didn't they acknowledged it, and we're all acknowledging that it happened, and so that's you know I'm here for it. Yeah, Jason Reitman's seeing... not going to retcon his own cameo out of Ghostbusters history. Come on now, that's true. I heard that he heard that those guys were full of crap. That's what his dad told him. Which is funny because you know hey, what's up. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so the slime doors will be interesting. So we'll we'll see how it goes. And I, I'm definitely interested in seeing the gear. Um, I know that there are there are certain instances where the gear that they're using is the same stuff that the fans have these days, which is yeah, just kind of blows my mind. A little honestly. weird, right? Yeah. To to think, you know, I built my first pack in 1999. So you know, if if show off. Right. If somebody would have told me then that, you know, first of all, I was going to be able to walk into a store and buy a full size proton pack and walk out like I would have just lost my yeah, mind for like a hundred bucks. Yeah. But to to think that, you know, I have the same thing that they have there on screen is I, I think it's cool because it's cool for us nerds. It's cool for us. Uh, your average everyday viewer doesn't know, doesn't care. But I'm, nope. I, th- I think that McKenna Grace used the HasLab pack at least for some of it, if not the whole thing. So, um, you know, folks yeah, out there she... with HasLab got screwed up your gear. Which I don't. She has some health issues. Uh, I think the the rumor is she she was using that because it was lighter than what the actual props were. Yeah, she has some back system. issues. Yeah, uh, I am, I'm thankful they finally got her to wear her straps correctly. Um, maybe yeah. that will help cut down. Because uh, man, I don't, you know me, I don't, I'm, I don't want to be a cosplay snob. I like everyone to get involved. I want everyone can be a Ghostbuster. Anyone can be a Ghostbuster. But if you walk right. up to my table <laughs> and your straps are flipped around backwards, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me, man. Well, like, it just seems so uncomfortable. Like, yeah. how does that not hurt? Because the metal part is digging into your collarbones. Like, well, dude, correct me if I'm it. wrong, but the HasLab straps aren't totally. Um, let me look it up to be snobbish. They're not totally screen accurate. Uh, they don't have no, the not. same like metal buckles that the military Alice frame ones do. 
So yeah, like they've got the the the, the one big buckle uh, where like the 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 pad connects to the strap part. But mm. other than that, like the majority of the strap, there's nothing. Again, on a regular Alice frame, you've got those big metal buckles that would just dig into your shoulder the entire time. But mm-hmm. I don't think the HasLab has those, so no, I don't think doesn't. they notice it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, you know, if you watch in the trailer, you can see she has the HasLab straps on in in the shot where she's kind of looking up the fire pole. Um, but yeah, I can't I can't tell what everybody else has, but so, yeah. yeah. Well, but yeah. While we're speaking to gear, uh, there's one shot that really intrigues me. Uh, it's about a minute, 22 seconds in. We see people standing in the firehouse looking at the firehouse doors. Now, the, your your attention is drawn to the firehouse doors get pulled outward, like some mm-hmm. some you know, evil force is yanking the doors out. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the shot that gave us our, our good look at the back of the proton pack and the cyclothong. Mm-hmm. But it looks like I can't quite tell if it's Phoebe. It might be podcast. Someone is standing next to, I think it's Winston wearing the full pack. And they've got some piece of gear in their hand that I cannot identify. <coughs> it's got a lot of lights and, and, and doohickeys on it. I can't figure out. I don't think they're not wearing a pack. I don't think it's a, any kind of weapon. Uh, I, I don't know what it is, but it intrigues me because that means there might be new gear. They're making new gear. I know what you're talking about. Uh, I saw somebody compared it to in the comics. There's that thing that kind of goes with straps on your forearm and it's got a little gun looking thing that comes down. Yeah. It. Somebody compared but th- it. That's that, still I had a, a pack part that's strapped onto your shoulder. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, who knows? I mean, even if yeah. it's not a direct transition from the comics to this, but uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, that, and I, I don't know what that piece was either, but yeah, uh, I don't, you know, that's that's again part of what I enjoy about the trailer is it, it it gave me enough to sit here and ponder and wonder about, but at the same time, I still don't really know anything. Yeah, like which I don't I like. really know what's going on. And I hope that they keep that like that. You know, one of the things that I really got on my nerves about the marketing for Afterlife was that they showed the guys in their moment. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to see that on TV. I wanted to experience that in the theater. So I hope they don't do that crap again and like give us too much. That is why the week of release, because that's when all your TV spots start to hit. Uh, Mm -hmm. I avoid social media and trailers like the plague because yeah. that stuff they they will throw anything and everything into a tv spot if they think it'll put butts in seats yeah well that got on my nerves so hopefully they don't do yeah. that again that irritated me well are you ready to get to it bud let's get to it the real star of the trailer the thing that has turned the entire ghostbuster community up on its head uh, and made us all go nuts and crazy except for the people who are contrarians that decided they don't like them. Yeah. The Redcoats are coming. Oh, my goodness. The Redcoats are totally coming. So the last shot, we see Paul Rudd, Phoebe, um, Callie, and Trevor standing on a rooftop, wearing packs and full gear. Callie's got the the goggles on, which is awesome. Phoebe's rocking the PKE meter, which she should be. 
Yeah. Paul Rudd is essentially giving a reaction that every fan had after watching the trailer. Yeah. Which is just that little three-year-old, oh, you know, face. Yeah. Which is great, because that's what I made, like, after I saw that it was a giant thing, which was the shot right before. I was making <laughs> the same noise. I was like, oh, they got something giant in there. Yeah. And and what it first looked like, red flight suits. Uh, thank God they're all doing the Captain Morgan pose, where they all have, like, one knee up on the roof for some mm-hmm. reason. I don't know why, but thank God they do. <clears throat> Because that allowed us to recognize that, no, they're wearing regular khaki flight suits. They just have some dope-ass red parkas over top of it. Because New York is now apparently super cold in the middle of July. Maybe a frozen empire, if you will. hey oh, You said the thing. I did it. <laughs> but anytime you have Ghostbusters new stuff, we're going to lose our minds uh, within 24 hours, maybe, if that. Uh, we had identified, that. yeah, identified and confirmed what model parka was used uh, for this movie for these parkas, mm-hmm. and then we found out the price tag. Well, it's funny because the... I was like, everybody's gonna buy these; it's gonna be amazing. And then I was telling uh, my girlfriend Beth, I said, uh, "Man, watch them be like three hundred dollars. I won't buy them if it's like you know, it'll be way out of my price range. It'll be like three hundred fifty bucks, but the actual price is." For the Wuxley Sabretooth 2 Parka in red, it'll run you $179 and sorry, $1,795. Yes, $1,795. Plus shipping, of course. I found one for $1,495. So that's that's a deal. Jump on that. Maybe it came down. Will. Could be. Yeah, uh, uh, for used car money. Yeah, you can buy a parka. Uh, now, part of the reason it's that much is because they're made in the UK. Part of the reason they're that much is that these are Arctic cold weather rated survival jackets. Mm-hmm. This is not a oh, it's forty degrees outside. Put a jacket on jacket. This mm-hmm. is a oh, it's negative forty outside. Grab your Wuxley Sabretooth two. <laughs> um. They're obviously modified for the movie. Uh, there's some some key fobs and some patches and some doodads put on it um, that we can't quite make out because we don't really have good shots of it yet. But that hasn't stopped this community. And by this community, I mean me, uh, from going out and finding lookalikes that fit within our price range. I bought a red parka for 70 bucks on Amazon. It's hanging up on my shelf right now, on my shelf on my door. Uh, waiting for patches to come in so I can take it to Mama Peacock and be like, Mom, can you sell some stuff on a jacket for me? So yeah. I got mine in today. I got yeah! The same, well, same model? I got the same model that you got, but I didn't like the color, so I sent it back. Oh, okay. So, thought we were going to uh, be twinsies, but okay. We're going to be close to twinsies. What's one thing is cool on here is you can see Paul Rudd's got his it's got like a belt strap on it, like belt loops, yeah. right? So yeah, you've got a black looks like a black pistol belt, looks like the same one from the uniform. I'd, I'd have to look mm-hmm. closer at it, but uh, it's all gonna black. Be. yeah. And then uh, he's got a PKE meter holster hanging off of it, which is interesting. So if you look, the jackets <coughs> come down past your waist, they come down to almost your knees, 
Right. So practically, if you're wearing the parka over top of your uniform, you can't get at your belt. So your right. belt's going to have to be worn on the outside. And I think that's because the the jacket itself doesn't come with a belt mounted on it. So that's one of the right. alterations they've made. Um, right. But yeah, the fact that he's got a holster on it, that's like, okay, so belt goes on the outside now. Yeah. And there's lights for, you know, we can see a couple little light things sprinkled in there. And then there's the no ghost patch, which is interesting because instead of mm-hmm. the red circle, it's got a black one. Um, it is also on the left arm. Mm. And we can't confirm if they do or don't have something on the right arm. Because, again, we've only gotten like one shot of these jackets. Yeah, I'm looking we don't at really have a, we, Yeah, we don't really have a good enough angle to tell for certain if they don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at Phoebe is the only one you can kind of see the most. Yeah, of she's kind of straight, and everyone else is kind of at an angle. Yeah, facing away from the camera. So you know, if I feel like if there was another no ghost patch on there, I feel like we'd be able to see it. Yeah, on her jacket, but I don't. Who knows? That's okay. It just leaves space for the black. Sorry, the black ice edition of the. WKGB logo patch to go on that arm. Oh, snap, Joe. May or may not be in the works. May or may not be in the works. Also, Which they got the absolutely in the works. Totally. In the works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so. there's uh, they got some orange key fobs. Um, there's a black key fob like halfway down. Because, um, yeah, it, it feels like it's the, the Ghostbuster utility belt on a jacket. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so that that was an interesting choice. Uh, the name tags are the same; looks to be mm-hmm. same font. Um, so, but yeah, that it has set the Ghostbusters world ablaze. So, um, I think people are BSing. I saw one guy who was like, "I gotta get one to wear, maybe one to keep pristine condition." I'm like. Are you really spending three grand on these two jackets, though? Are you really? I saw that really? same jackass. And, oh, and again, that. yeah, yeah, I'll point out what the rest of the community very quickly pointed out is show me your receipt, not just your cart. Right. Yeah, there you go. I can show you a cart. I can put yeah. millions of dollars worth of crap in a cart. Yeah. Show me you actually paid for it, and then we'll talk. That freaking loser. I don't understand why people do that crap. But yeah, but yeah hey, the boats, jackets. <laughs> They're smart, man, and it's like for it doesn't get crazy cold in Kentucky, but it does get cold enough, you know, when we do certain events. Uh, And now, you know, we we, instead of having to cram three layers under my flight suit, I can just put a parka on over it and we'll be all be good. We'll be Um, all screen accurate. It's going to be great. I do really appreciate how this group in particular, uh, the Western Kentucky Ghostbusters, have really rallied behind the red coats. Yeah. I think four or five of us have already purchased that same model red coat. Yeah. Well, you know, so I, I love that we're, we're we're being consistently inconsistent with our red coats. So they won't be accurate, but they'll all be the same level of inaccurate. <coughs> well, it's that's what matters. Body. It's uniformity. You know, I'm Except a contrarian because he's special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. I just like to be difficult. <laughs> so speaking of the red coats, you ready? Yeah, my last question. Okay, I love it. So, at a minute twenty nine seconds into this trailer, <clears throat> we see new guy whose real name I haven't bothered to learn. <clears throat> the blonde oh, the guy with name. the glasses, huh? Yeah, the actor's yeah. name is what you mean. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We, we definitely don't know his character name, and I don't know the actor's. I, I haven't bothered to learn the actor's name. Uh, but we see him wearing a red Ghostbusters parka. Uh-huh. Now, granted, in the trailer, it comes before the end shot, so we didn't all know that was the Ghostbusters red parka when we first saw it. But yeah. he's got some kind of backpack on. I don't think it's a proton pack. Um, it like and, yeah, he's, he's got some kind of backpack strapped. I don't think it's a proton pack, though. That or he has it slung really low. Uh, but there yeah. also appears to be a ladder behind him. So perhaps this is the same place that Trevor's in. Um, now, you know what? This is a pack. <laughs> is it a pack? Okay. I see the, uh, the the cylinder that has the green hose on the on the gun. And you can see a little bit of the grip. So he's right holding a flashlight up right at camera, and there's a lot of lens flare coming off of it, which kind of makes it a little obscure. Yeah. Um, but nice. so, yeah, this is fans have gone kind of crazy trying to figure out who this new character is because it's not just some random person. Like, you know, Patton Oswalt, I'm I'm 90% certain, is just a guy who works at the library. Uh, Kamal Nanjiani, I, I'm not, they appear to go visit him at his apartment, maybe. So maybe he knows something about the horn. Maybe he's the guy that accidentally unleashed the artifact. I don't, I don't know. I don't get a read on his character, but this guy, the handful of times we see him, he's with the ghostbusters and then he's in the ghostbuster parka. (coughs) Sorry. Yeah. He's in the mix for sure. Yeah. And he's got a name tag on. Yeah. And, and before we get to the name, to name tag gate, as we move past red coat gate, um, Let's talk Oscar Gate. Ooh. Do you think this is Oscar? I, I don't want think, it to be. I think it would be really, really cool if it was Oscar, but I don't think that's what we're going for here. Just based on A, I don't feel like they could have kept that under wraps for this long. And B, his name tag does not say Barrett on it. Now, if he maybe you know we, we don't know what oscar what what name oscar took you know he was a, he was a baby when his parents split up so sometimes when that happens so, you know the, the the child will take the mom's name instead of the father's name or whatever you know so um i don't think this is oscar but i think it'd be cool if it was i also don't believe the image floating around that someone claims they've just cleaned up this image and it's super 1080p high def I, I don't. I, I think it's easier to Photoshop a fake name tag than it is to enhance that image. <laughs> well, what did the enhanced one say? It's like three letters, which they claim is like an F and an N. So it's like, all, all I did was, well, it's, it's not Vankman and it's not Barrett. Sorry. And it's like, you don't. First of all, I don't believe your image. Second mm-hmm. of all, again, going with the theory that they're going out to the Ghostbusters research station. Just because he's wearing that coat doesn't mean it's his. That's true. I also saw somebody say that it looked like it said Melnitz, which would be also a different twist. That I, I wouldn't hate it. It'd be fine if that was Janine's son or nephew or whatever. It'd be fine. But I don't think that's what that is. Yeah. I think that's a stretch. But that's the I other the, the other theory was it's it's Janine and Lewis's child, which I'm like that raises too many questions. <laughs> Because uh, okay, if if they had a kid, wouldn't his last name be Tully? Unless they didn't get married, in which case they had a kid out of wedlock, and then he took his mom's name. And I'm already spending too much time thinking about why is this guy's last name Melnitz. 
Uh, yeah. <coughs> you've already made Lewis it too complicated. Lewis would have been a great dad. Lewis yeah. would have been a great dad. So, you know, we, he wouldn't be, you know, sending his, his child off or whatever. He would have been there. So, anyway. I also don't feel like if they had a kid, he'd be... Because, again, Oscar is the accountant, you know? And and Janine is the... the, the... Uh, an administrative assistant like not to say that it's because his parents were that would he wouldn't be smart but i feel like if you're gonna have a uh, a character who's the son of janine and lewis they would fit a little bit more of that like nerdy i'm a cpa <laughs> or i'm the ghostbusters attorney or i'm here to handle payroll like i feel like that would be more of their role on the team right well, he is wearing glasses, and if movies have taught us anything, it is that nerds wear glasses. Yes. And if you wear glasses, you must be a nerd. Because that's how it works out here. I'm interested in this character. I don't think we yeah. know him. I don't think we've seen him before. I think he's brand new. That's fair. Uh, but if he turns out to be Oscar, I'm fine with that, too. I hold out hope just because that's a character who, like, I think that character cries for someone to circle back around to again. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know at one point he was a character in one of the scripts for a third Ghostbuster film. Yeah. Um, I don't know to what degree, but uh, I, I think that's a cool idea. Um, well, as the Sigourney Weaver said in several interviews, she'd love to see Oscar come back. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Ghostbuster, which I love Sigourney. I hope so, hey, maybe it's not Oscar, and that's fine. And maybe the movie after this one, when we get Sigourney Weaver to come back, we bring Oscar back. Yes, let's do that. Yeah. Love Sigourney. That's, that's our girl. Because uh, Vigo is back now. Do what? I'm joking. I'm joking. Don't toy with me like that. Joking. Yeah, I think no, we're done no, with Vigo. No more repeating villains. Uh, the I only agree. villains you're allowed to repeat are villains from the cartoon show who never, we never got to see in live action. And by that, yes. I mean, please just do Sam Hain. Yeah. I'd be down with Boogeyman, us- too. Boogeyman would be awesome. Uh, I yeah. feel like Monster Zinc stole a little bit of, of, of his thunder. <laughs> but uh, come on, a Ghostbusters movie at Halloween where they're fighting Sam Hain? That'd be pretty fly. Come on. Come on. I would, I'd be here for it. Uh, yeah. But, so well, that, that brings my, my, my last question for you, my last part of this is, so we, we got to see some cool stuff. And we're both very excited. This trailer did its job of getting us excited to go see this movie. Um, Is there anything you want to see in this movie that we didn't see in the trailer, but just you and your little nerd heart really want to see? Hmm. No, I mean, not that I can think of. I, I, I have, I have confirmation on the things that I needed confirmation on, which was, you know, the packs are still mostly the packs, you know. We knew that the Ecto was going to be back doing its thing because we saw, we saw it driving around New York all summer, you know. So right. we knew the Ecto was going to be back. Of course, we knew we were back in the firehouse. They've confirmed that we are back in a full-fledged, bona fide Ghostbusters movie, and that's that's all I needed because you know when I saw the Afterlife trailer, I was like, oh, this doesn't look like a Ghostbusters movie, you know, which it wasn't. You know what I mean? It was a movie about Ghostbusters, but it wasn't a quote-unquote ghostbusters movie you know what i mean and that's what we have here and that's what i'm excited to see like new york is such a big character in the entire franchise and so taking it out of new york was was tough Uh, but it's i mean we got all the pieces back you know what i mean it's all 
it's all right here. So they got everything I hoped that I would see, and they've let me know that it's all going to be there. So, all right, here for it for sure. I wish that they would have still released it in December because, like, I I would have loved to have come out in the theater and have it be super cold outside wearing my red parka. That would have been amazing. But, well, there's you know. so much ice in the movie. You're going to need your red parka in the theater because you're just, you're psychologically going to get freezing. It's so cold in there. Yeah, you're right. There's no doubt. It's going to be like 60, but yeah, because air conditioning will be on, but you're going to be freezing. Exactly. Exactly. So. Now, uh, as far as release dates go, as soon as they announced December, I was like, you're not making that release date. Who are you trying to kid? Yeah. Uh, there's, was... there's no way you're going to make that. T- and I'd, I'd rather look. I don't want it to come out any later. I mean, I want it right now. Right. So I was like, hey, John, you can have it in theaters right now. Like, cool, do it. Um, do it. <clears throat> yeah, cool. Let's go right there now. <laughs> But I want it when it's ready to be released. I don't want to rush it. Right. Um, and, and if now that all the strikes are over, the, the writer's strike and the actor's strike are done, the actors can promote the movie. They can go do interviews and do, you know, you know late night talk shows and crap like that to plug the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And they've already gotten a little bit of an extension from you know December to March on getting visual effects done and, and tweaking the edit and whatnot. Uh, I don't see any reason it wouldn't come out in its current release date of March, and I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah. I'm very happy it's not the same weekend as Lexington Comic Con because that would have been a bitch. Here, here, that would have sucked. We'd have done it, but would have sucked. Um, and and yeah, um, look, even if it's uh, 85 degrees in March, I'm going to be wearing my red parka at the premiere. So, oh for sure, I'm, I'm glutton for punishment. Well, I've had snow on spring breaks in March before, so anything exactly. here in Kentucky, anything can happen. Man, come on, Sony, make it happen. Right? Give Jesus. us that once every five year freak, it's snowing in March stuff. Uh, yes. Just just in time for the Ghostbusters Afterlife release. But not Brand so much snow, people can't drive to get to the theater. Like Vegas. There's a fine line. be crazy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like uh, 47-ish is fine. That's a good number. All right, so same question. What is there yeah. anything that you want to see that you did not have confirmed for you in the trailer? Um, I mean, I wasn't really sure what to expect out of this movie. Like, I I, I knew we're back in New York, and that was about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I knew the cat. I was curious to see, and I'm still kind of curious how much involvement will we get from the OGs. But like mm-hmm. there isn't anything, and I didn't necessarily have a checklist of it's got to have this, 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 and this. Right. Um, everything we saw, I'm excited for. There was nothing in this trailer that I'm like, oh, that's stupid. I, I hope we don't do that. This is dumb. Like I liked everything we got. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm with you. I just like I'm glad to see. And I, I hate to say this because like I'm not trying to dump on Afterlife. I love Afterlife. It's a fantastic movie. I've right. still yet to watch it without crying at the end. Uh, right. <laughs> and I watched it on Saturday and I still cried at the end. Uh, <laughs> it's a enough. great movie, but like it was a very different vibe because it had a lot of, of baggage to carry. And I feel mm-hmm. like we've, we've put down that baggage now and I feel like we're getting back to like just a fun, <clears throat> slightly scary, goofy Ghostbusters adventure. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for it. For sure. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see, yep. I want to see what we can do with Ghostbusters in 2023, given right. where we are with visual effects and filmmaking technology. Uh, you know, one of the things I loved about Answer the Call was they were able to do things because of where visual effects are. 
that mm-hmm. the the you know Reitman and the effects crew in '83 couldn't have dreamed of doing. Like that shot right. when the, when when they walk out into Times Square and it's completely overrun by ghosts. That's an awesome shot. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you feel about that movie. That's an amazing shot. For sure. Uh, and, and that's 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 the kind of stuff I want to see from Ghostbuster movies going forward. Is like, let's get crazy with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that being said, where's Slimer? Huh. We're back in New York. You said he couldn't be in Afterlife because he lives in New York and Afterlife was in Oklahoma. If you don't give us some Slimer, people are going to riot. I hope you all know that. That's true. That's one thing my son said was uh, we need some Slimer in this one for sure. And Sony Marketing, where's the Ecto Cooler? Dude, I saw somebody mocked up uh, that Frozen one, like, you know, like uh, like a slushy. Yeah. Ecto Cooler slushy. Like, yeah. imagine that at the gas station. Like, that is popping. Make it happen. It's right Look, there. It's can, written for you. You can even get nuts and call it Frozen Empire Ecto Cooler and make it blue. I'll still drink it. As long as it tastes like Mandarin Orange, I don't care what color you make it. I need it to be green. Green is key. I'll drink blue at the cooler. I don't care. I can drink blue Gatorade. That's same. That ain't the same. Fine, give me blue Gatorade, but give it to me in an Ecto cooler bottle. Yeah, just I will do a trick myself thing. into thinking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'll be fun. You got this. Uh, yeah, I'm hyped, and uh, hopefully you guys are too. If you've watched the trailer, which I hope you have before you watch this episode, um, hopefully you were excited about it. Let us know what did you like about the trailer. Is there anything you're dying to see that we didn't get confirmed in the trailer? Um, there's some stuff we know is in the movie that wasn't in the trailer. Um, we know William Atherton was on set. Oh, yeah. And in a for suit. at least a day. Yeah. So I think, look, I'm calling my shot now, okay? Frozen Empire is a fake title. Well, the real subtitle of this movie is Ghostbusters The Return of Dickless. I think you might be right. Calling it now. I think you have just blown a lid off the whole thing. <laughs> yep. Might call Sony. Yep. Shut this guy down. <laughs> He's ruining the whole movie. Uh, but no, that's, again, it's a great teaser. It got me excited. I loved everything I saw, but I don't feel like I know the entire movie front to back already. Which so, is the way it should be. Yes. I'm here for it. There's still presumably an hour and 58 minutes of this movie I've not seen. So that's right, which is plenty of all the story. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But there you go. Thank you for listening and sticking with us. Like I said, we're we're gonna earn our nerdy stripes today. Uh, and Grit, sure. thank you for joining me. There's nobody else I'd rather talk Ghostbusters about. Here, here. Always a pleasure, sir. Uh, until next time, this has been your weekly nerd alert.